Okay, can a tree own itself? The internet says it's true. Hey there, welcome to The Internet Says It's True, where every week we learn something that sounds like I made it up, but it's really true. Part of the WCBE podcast experience. My name is Michael Kent. This is episode 143. Welcome back. I missed you since last week, and I've got another great episode for you this week. Today we'll be traveling to Athens, Georgia. And before we get into this week's topic, I want to remind you that all of the episodes are available ad-free on Patreon. You can also go there if you want to watch the video of me interviewing our guests each week. Also, it's just a good place to help support the podcast. I really appreciate the great group of tizziters we've got there, like Ben P., who just joined. And you can find that at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. Oh, and this is brand new. You can sign up now for a free trial, so you don't even have to pay for the first week. So if you're on the fence about joining, you can sign up for free and try it out for a week. Once again, that's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. And there's also a link in the show notes. I'll be performing on a cruise ship for a while, sailing from Portugal to Nova Scotia to New York. So we may have to uh, have some rewind episodes coming up soon. We'll see how that works out. I'll be on the Carnival Venezia. And then when I get home, I head straight up to Chicago for six shows at the Chicago Magic Lounge. Those tickets are available at chicagomagiclounge.com. And then I'll be back up in uh, Columbus for four shows at the P3 Magic Theater. Those tickets are available at p3magictheater.com. So get those tickets. Go see me on the road. Um, So, like I said, we're going to Georgia for this episode. I just spent an entire day Googling famous trees. Uh, Mostly trees are notable for their physical characteristics, like being the oldest tree, the largest tree, the thickest tree, or the tallest tree. For instance, in Lebanon, the sister's olive trees are claimed to be five to 6,000 years old. Is it Lebanon or Lebanon? I think it's Lebanon. In Ohio, there's a city called Lebanon. We say Lebanon, but the country is Lebanon. Anyway, if that's true, those olive trees are the oldest living trees in the world. The tallest tree in the world happens to be in Redwood National Park in California. It's a redwood that's known as Hyperion, and it's 379 feet tall. That's taller than the Statue of Liberty. The largest tree by area is in Sequoia National Park, also in California. That's known as General Sherman. Uh, There's a tree in Tule, a town in Huaca, Mexico. It has the largest circumference. It's a Montezuma cypress, and it's 138 feet around in circumference. But I wasn't necessarily interested in trees that are notable for those types of characteristics. There are lots of trees that are notable for, you know, physical characteristics, but there are also a lot of trees that are notable for their history. Trees that have been used for landmarks, trees where historic events happened, or trees that tell a story. Colonel William Henry Jackson was a professor at the University of Georgia. Now, some reports say that William went off to war and came back around 1890, but I can't find any record of him serving in the war. Whether he served or not, he was in Georgia, which means in his lifetime, he saw William Tecumseh Sherman burn and destroy cities in his state on his march to the sea. So he was very aware of wanting to preserve the things that represented his childhood memories. Jackson had grown up there where his father was governor of Georgia, and before that was a congressman, a senator, and a Revolutionary War veteran. His grandfather had also been a congressman and state Supreme Court justice. The family ties were strong, and his memories of growing up on the property there in Athens, Georgia, were very important to him. In particular, he remembered playing on the large oak tree in the yard. It stood at the corner of South Finley and Deering Streets. 
So whether he returned from war or returned from studying or vacation, one thing that people agree on is that he decided that for as long as he lived and in perpetuity after his death, he never wanted anything to happen to this oak tree. He supposedly wrote a deed that said the following, quote, I, W.H. Jackson of the County of Clark, of the one part and the oak tree of the County of Clark, of the other part, witnesseth, that the said W.H. Jackson for and in consideration of the great affection which he bears said tree and his great desire to see it protected has conveyed, and by these presents do convey unto the said oak tree entire possession of itself and of all land within eight feet of it on all sides." End quote. That's a mouthful, makes zero sense to me. A lot of those words don't feel like they go together, but that's what it said. Now, did that actually happen? It's tough to say. The only surviving record of this deed came from a newspaper article from the Athens Weekly Banner in August of 1890. But whether or not the deed actually existed, and at the time of that newspaper article, there were several people who claimed to have seen it, it has more or less been honored, that is, until the tree sadly fell down in 1942. But because one of its acorns was saved, the locals grew a brand new tree from that acorn, planted it in the same place, and gave the new sapling the same treatment, self-ownership. When you visit the tree today, known to locals as the Jackson tree, the tree that owns itself, or the son of the tree that owns itself, you'll see a stone with an inscription that reads, quote, for and in consideration of the great love I bear this tree and the great desire I have for its protection for all time, I convey entire possession of itself and all land within eight feet of the tree on all sides. William H. Jackson, end quote. But is this type of thing even legal? Can it hold up in court? If you bought the property on the corner of Deering and Finley and like, let's just say you were an agent of chaos or you hated oak trees or something. Could you chop that tree down legally? Well, we'll talk about that after a quick break. If you love listening to this podcast every week and you want to show your support, that would mean a great deal to me. You can do that by becoming a Patreon member. We've got members at all levels, whether you want to pledge $1 a month or $10 a month. Just think about the value that you receive from this show. And if you like the histories and the stories that you learn about or the jokes that you hear, and if you think that they're worth it, consider signing up. For that, you get every episode ad-free and a week early, access to bonuses like the unedited videos of the guest appearances, and 20% off all merchandise. You can sign up today at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. That's patreon.com slash Michael Kent. There was a time that humans used 100% organic products as healing balms and moisturizers for their skin. Well, I've partnered with an awesome company that wants to get back to those times. Fatco sells organic and responsibly made tallow-based skincare products. For centuries, humans used tallow in skin moisturizers and healing balms, but Unfortunately, the topical application of these fats seemed to stop around the same time that animal fats stopped being considered part of a healthy diet. A lot of modern skincare products do more harm than good by stripping your skin of its natural oils. Let's change that. You can try them out now at fatco.com and get 15% off your order by using my promo code INTERNET. Go to theinternetsaysitstrue.com slash deals for the link. Before we talk about the legality of a tree owning itself, I have to say something. For the last three weeks, the same thing has happened with this podcast. I start out with a story idea, begin the hours and hours of research, and then completely get sidetracked when I find 
multiple instances of the same story. It happened with the train crashes, it happened with the children raised by animals, and it happened again this week with the tree. So we're gonna travel now from Athens, Georgia to Eufaula, Alabama. And this story is so similar to the Jackson Oak, there's no way that they both came up with this independently. Someone in Eufaula, Alabama had to have heard about the Jackson Oak in Georgia because almost 50 years later, we're talking 1935, there was a tree deemed to have self-ownership there on the corner of Cotton and Highland Avenues. Lots of the story is the same. Apparently, it was the property of Confederate soldier Captain John A. Walker, and the proclamation of self-ownership covers the tree and an eight-foot circumference around it. And it's an oak tree, so much of the same story. And in this case, it happened later, so there's a good record of it. And the mayor of Eufaula in 1935, E.H. Graves was his name, apparently named the tree as owning itself in this special deed. The deed said, quote, I, E.H. Graves, as mayor of the city of Eufaula, do hereby grant, bargain, sell, and convey unto the post oak tree, not as an individual partnership nor corporation, but as a creation and gift of the Almighty standing in our midst to itself, to have and to hold itself, its branches, limbs, trunk, and roots, so long as it shall live. E.H. Graves, end quote. So there it is. This tree is known as the post oak tree. That's also known as the Walker tree and the tree that owns itself. This tree, like the Jackson tree in Athens, Georgia, it's not even the original. In this case, the tree's been replaced several times. So if you go back to that deed, he said, so long as it shall live. So that pretty much makes the deed null and void, right? And at one time, this was even, the tree was replaced by International Paper, the company, who put their name on a plaque with the phrase, only God can make a tree. So is any of this legally binding? Well, in practice, both of these trees are considered self-custodial, kind of. Technically, the Athens tree isn't even on the original Jackson property, and the city takes care of it. I mean, a tree can't trim and water itself. If the tree gets blight, it can't apply its own treatment. Uh, so to answer the question here, no. This isn't legally binding. In order to be given custody, whether it be of a person or property, you have to be able to communicate receipt, which a tree cannot do. There have been discussions on the rights of plants. In 2010, in the Netherlands, there was a political party, the Party for the Plants, that was formed to fight for plants' rights. They didn't win any seats on the country's parliament, but hey, it worked for an animal rights party who did win two seats a few years earlier and were fighting for the rights of animals. But in New Zealand, there was a little bit of success in this area. So in 2014, the Te Uera Act made it so that the Te Uera Forest was granted legal personhood. This was a place that was sacred to the Maori people, and it's basically similar to what America has done with its national parks. It's just a protective act. So in a novel, fun sense, yes, these cities will tell you that the trees own themselves. But if you took that idea to court and wanted to tear them down, you'll probably be able to prove that the trees themselves have no legal claim over their own status. Even so, I love the idea. The idea, right? They've been tearing down a ton of trees near my home here uh, to build new developments. And apparently, part of being in my 40s means that I care about these things because I literally teared up the other day. I drove by a tree where I always used to drive by and see a family of red-tailed hawks, and it had been torn down. And uh, so maybe those trees needed to be self-owned. Maybe that would have made a difference. I don't know. There's also no Confederate war veterans here living anywhere in uh, Columbus, Ohio. So anyway, if you're ever in Athens, Georgia, or you fall to Alabama, or if you just have a tree in your life that you love, you now have some pretty great trivia to talk to people about. The internet says it's tree. Tr true. The internet says... Okay. 
Two weeks ago, if you were listening, we used chat roulette to find uh, some strangers. Actually, it may have been three weeks ago. Yeah, it was three weeks ago. We used chat roulette to find some strangers to answer the trivia question. It was a ton of fun. I tried to do it again last week, but then I got banned. Well, I got unbanned. And so here we go. We're going to talk to a bunch of random strangers from wherever they joined from. We don't even know where they'll be from. And we're going to see if they can answer these questions that are all about trees and plants and stuff. So let's get into it. Let's go. uh, Let's meet some strangers. First of all, uh, tell us your first name. Matt. Matt, outside of Chicago. You're in uh, you're in Illinois. Uh, What do you do for a living, Matt? Uh, Many things. Me too. Me too. I'm a magician. I'm a podcaster. I'm a voice actor. I'm a marketer. I do all kinds of fun stuff. Sounds like you're a little bit of the same for you. I mean, I'm I'm not a comedian. Well, I mean, I mean, I suppose I am, you know, because like I'm a teacher. So like every time I every time I can teach a class, like it's kind of like impromptu stand up every single time. It has to be. The kids need to be entertained. What uh, what what age group are you teach? Adults. Adults. That's that's is that. Do you think easier or harder than if you were teaching like teenagers? Harder, because well, it's hard to say. It's hard. That's. That's been hard to say because, like, at least with adults, you know the kind of media and the kind of generation they were brought into. But like with the kids nowadays, dude, I, I'd, I'd probably snap. Yeah, it'd be tough. I, I'd, I'd probably snap. Be like, can I have your phone, please, and just throw it at the wall. <laughs> it's like, like there's there's been teachers over the time that I've gone to school and shit who who've been like some have had really good interesting ideas about it and there was one who who had this really beautiful box right like you know super it was like super pristine wood and like little gilding little plaques all that bullshit on the chip but it was like a swivel lid box right yeah and like if you up with the teacher man the teacher went up to you with the box and was just like phone in the box ah and just click it and it's just it's just one of those things like it's here it's safe but you can't have it right and i like because because most of the kids nowadays try and pull that card like oh what did what about in an emergency like how how's my family supposed to get in touch with me it's just like as a kid who went to school in the 90s if there was a family emergency your family's going to call the school and the school's going to send somebody from the office down to your classroom right. to get you so like can relax <laughs> here all right word so all that shit so let's get into um, this particular episode that I was doing is all about like trees and plants and stuff. And um, these are all really random, weird questions about plants. So I'm just going to give you one um, and see how we do with it. And then we're going to move on to, to the next person. So for this question, Matt, we're going to play for a joke. So if you get it wrong, you got to tell me a joke. If you get it right, I'll tell you a joke. Uh, it can be a dumb street joke. It doesn't have to be a good joke. The world's largest rose bush is in Tombstone, Arizona. And this is multiple choice, by the way. So the world's largest rose bush is in Tombstone. How big is it? Is it A, 20 square feet, B, B, 200 square feet, or C, 8,000 square feet? That's a seriously big rose bush if it's 8,000 square feet. I, I, gotta, I gotta go with the middle, dude. Because that's just like that's just like such a serious square footage of rows. Well, the answer, believe it or not, is eight thousand square feet. It's huge. It has a trunk with a twelve foot circumference. Twelve feet 
in, in around, and it's eight thousand square feet big, apparently. Who knew? These are things. Where is where is this rosebush? Like, do we do we have like a latitude longitude coordinates of this? Uh, I don't. I'm sure it. Is, yeah, I'm sure that that because I found all I found this on Wikipedia, so I guarantee that's on Wikipedia. But it's in Tombstone. Oh, so 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 like so. Oh, okay, so now now I gotta pull this one because like now I'm supposed to tell you a joke. Yeah, if you got a joke. Wikipedia. <laughs> is that your joke? That's well, my joke. I'm sure it's sourced. I'm sure it's. I, I, I hope so. I mean, right. but you, but you know, you know, you know just as well as I do that I can go on Wikipedia right now, right on Donald Trump's webpage. Now, the, yeah, the like funny it. thing about that is that if you did that, there are enough people that are sitting there like moderating it. It would be changed back in like ten seconds. But a rose bush in Tombstone, Arizona, it might. If you did something on that, it might be there for a few weeks. I mean, right. So, like, then, then the validity of the rosebush in Arizona is in question because like how many people are honestly sitting there being now, like now wait it's got its own website the rose tree museum the large world's largest rose I, you know in 2023 man if i want to if i want to if I want to make a website about tonight's chicken soup, I could probably make a website well, about What I suggest chicken. is that one of us goes to Tombstone and goes to this museum. <laughs> because if this is a fake, if this is all fake news, they are committed, my friend. They There is uh, an entire history. You can... You can I was- I was this close to hearing a joke from the joke maker, but here I am, not a joke maker myself, what. trying to make jokes and shit. You I'll know? tell you it's one like- anyway. So there's these two trees living in a forest, right? There's a birch tree and a beech tree. And then there's a sapling that comes up between the birch tree and the beech tree. And the two trees start to argue about whose kid is this? Was it a son of a birch or is it a son of a beech? And the birch is like, it's a son of a birch. And the beech is like, it's a son of a beech. And back and forth, they argue, son of a birch, son of a beech, son of a birch, son of a beech. And then a woodpecker flies by and the trees thought, let's ask an expert. This thing is a, is a wood expert. So Mr. Woodpecker, you tell us, is this sapling a son of a birch or a son of a beech? And the woodpecker goes, I'll check it out. I'll see. And he starts pecking on the sapling. Tut, 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 tut. And he goes, wow, this is amazing. He pecks some more. Pop, 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 pop. This is wonderful. He pecked and he pecked. This is terrific. And the trees couldn't stand any longer. They say, tell us, is it a son of a birch or a son of a beech? And the woodpecker replied, it's neither. It's the best piece of ash I've had my pecker in all week. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. All right. It's not awful. It's not awful. And with that, it's not awful. <laughs> with that Matt, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much, Matt in Illinois. Appreciate you playing the game. And uh, the, the name of the podcast is called The Internet Says It's True. And this episode will come out next week. Peace, man. All right. Hey, hey what's man. going on? How's it going? Not too bad. I am uh, I'm Michael. I'm in the U.S. Nice to meet you, Michael. What's your first Majid. name? Majid. Majid? Yes, sir. Majid, and you are in the U.K.? Yeah, that's true. I'm in London. In London, fantastic. I'm just yeah. recording like a um, a, like a trivia thing for my podcast, where I'm just asking people random trivia questions. Do you want to play along? Yeah, let's go. Let's All right, do it. Let's sounds do it. great. Sounds great. Uh, so this is a, an entire episode about trees and notable trees and stuff. So for um, this next question, we're gonna play for posting about this podcast on your social media. Uh, and the name of the podcast is called The Internet Says It's True. So if you get the okay. question wrong, you've got to post about right. it on your social media. If you get it right, you don't have to do that. So here's your question. The Oz- and this is multiple choice, by the way. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. The Osmania Lifesaver 
is a tamarind tree in Hyderabad, Telangana, India. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, Hyderabad, Telangana, India. It's called the lifesaver tree for which one of these reasons? A, mm -hmm. 150 people clung to the tree to save themselves from a severe flood. B, mm -hmm. its fruit fed a man who had been lost in the woods for two weeks. Or C, its trunk is in the shape of a circle, making it look like a ring, like a lifesaver from above. It's a, it's, a, um, it's a tamarind tree, yeah? Yeah, it's a tamarind tree, correct. I know what a tamarind looks like, but I don't know what a tamarind tree looks like, so yeah, <laughs> I've got no idea, right. honestly. Um, and uh, Pakistan got floods. I heard like they've got they had some floods like last year or something, and a lot of people died. So, you know what? I'll just go with the flood story. The flood. The answer, yeah. Majit, you get it right. It is correct. It is the. 150 people clung to this tree to save themselves from a severe flood. This was in the early 20th century, like 1908 or something like that. So it was a long time ago. The tree is 300 years old and it's still going strong. It's called the Osmania Lifesaver Tree. So um, thanks so much for playing. Now tell us, what do you do? Do you work? Do you have a job? Are you a student? Yeah, I do have a job. I am a teacher. Oh, what do you teach? So, <laughs> I teach maths at primary level. That's amazing. Now, what is primary level in London? <clears throat> like a year or grade so in the uh, british system it's mm -hmm. uh, referred to as year one to five okay or uh, grades elementary basically right right yeah, yeah we would call that elementary here uh yeah elementary would yeah so that's uh like ages what five to nine five to ten oh no you're going yeah, up to like five, 12 yeah 11 12 11 or 12 that's the highest and then we can go back to seven six seven you're Yes. You're getting uh, the the these kids like right before they get like an ego, right? So they're still cool. right before. Nah, <laughs> some of some of them are like very smart, and uh, you know they they can surprise you. They can really surprise you because once they get comfortable, you know, in the classroom, they really express themselves. It's not like when you meet a kid outside of a classroom. You know yeah. what I mean? As an adult, sure. So sometimes they just like uh they'll say very witty stuff like i'll be shocked like wow <laughs> sometimes it's naughty and sometimes it's uh offensive like and yeah you, you want to laugh but you can't because you're a teacher <laughs> exactly exactly awesome. you know how it is cool well thanks so much for playing and uh congratulations on getting the the question right and i'm going to move on to, to someone else majit but uh thanks again man there's my cool the podcast What's the name is of called, the... yeah it's called the internet says it's true and it comes out every monday and uh, your name is Michael, My so if Michael I search Kent, your name, yeah, you can search for Michael, Michael, Michael Kent. Right, Michael yep. Kent. Got yep. you. If you search that, you'll find me. Cheers, Michael. All right, Have a good thanks, one. man. Have a good one. Hello. Hello. What are you up to? Talking to you. Just talking to me. I'm uh, I'm Michael. I'm in the U.S. and uh, I'm recording like a trivia thing for my podcast, where I'm just okay. asking each person one trivia question. It's multiple choice. Do you want to play? Okay. You good? Yeah? Okay, let's do it. Uh, first of all, tell us your first name. Juana. Juana? And Juana, yeah. you're in uh, Argentina, is that correct? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, well, I don't think I've talked to anyone in Argentina before. What do you do for work there? I don't work, I study. You study? Are you you're a student? Yeah. Are you a college student? Uh, yeah, university. University. 
Fantastic. And what do you, what are you studying to become, or do you know? I'm veterinarian. Oh, fantastic. That's awesome. A vet. That's great. Uh, so this is a, a question that's not about veter- veterinary sciences at all. This is about trees. Um, so this is, uh, and in this question, we're going to play for a book recommendation. So Juana, if you get it wrong, you've got to recommend a book for me. And if you get it right, I'll recommend a book for you. (laughs) All right. So for this question, uh, here it is in Japan, there are 170 trees known as Hibaku Jumoku. What does this special designation mean? Again, this is multiple choice. So I'll give you three choices. Uh, the word is hibaku jumoku, uh, and it means A, they are trees that live above the alpine timberline on Mount Fuji, meaning they shouldn't be able to live in the environment, but they still do. B, they're trees that survived the atomic bombs uh, in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Or C, they're trees that were planted for each of the celebrations of the falling of emperors. Uh, option C. See the the planet for the celebrations of the falling emperors. Yeah. Unfortunately, the answer Lana, is B. They're trees that survived the atomic bombs in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. There are 170 of these trees, and some of them include trees where um they were like there's one that was next to that's next to a museum the museum was flattened but the tree stood and it still stands today so really interesting stuff the word is hibaku jumoku so uh before we go do you have a book recommendation no Not well, big... i can i can recommend an atomic book okay sure please do <laughs> Okay, that's all. No. That'll just uh, just yeah. about, about, about atomic <laughs> bombs, about atomic explosions. Yeah, no, okay. no, 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 like uh, bed book. A what? Uh, bed bed book. Oh, a veterinarian book. Oh, yeah. I don't think I want to read that. That sounds like it would be way above my head. Uh, although I do have three dogs and three horses. Okay, I you have three dogs, them. and my wife has three horses, so. It might it might be helpful and it might save me some money. Yeah, for All sure. Right. Well, Juana, thank you so much for playing in. We wish you the best in your journey to become a veterinarian. Thank you. All right, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Howdy. Hey, how are you? Are you on like a podcast? I am. Do you want to be a part of it? I'm just asking random strangers trivia questions. All right, let's go. I'm probably going to fail. <laughs> That's okay. Let's start with your first name. What's your first name? My name's Trinity. Trinity. And what part of the uh, U.S. are you in? You said howdy, so I'm going to guess you're in the South somewhere. Actually, no. I mean, Kentucky is where my roots are, but I'm from Ohio. Oh, you're from Ohio. I'm also in Ohio. I'm in in Columbus, Ohio. I live five, ten minutes outside of Dayton. Oh, okay. Fantastic. I grew up in a small town about halfway between Dayton and Columbus called Urbana. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's near Springfield. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, that's where I grew up. And um, and so you grew up outside of Dayton. I'm very familiar with that whole area. And are you a student or do you work? Uh, I am trying to get into trade school and in, I'm in between jobs. In between jobs and trying to get in trade school. We wish you the best of luck with that, Trinity. Uh, <laughs> this is a question about trees. This whole episode was about trees, and this is a multiple choice, so that helps make it a little bit easier. 
Um, and in this question, we're going to play for an embarrassing story, right? So if you okay, get it wrong, you got to tell us something embarrassing that's happened to you. And if you get it right, I'll tell you an embarrassing story that's happened to me. Okay, bet. So here's your question. In Dublin, Ireland, there's a tree known as the Hungry Tree on the campus of the King's Inn School of Law. Which one of these describes why it's called the Hungry Tree? Is it A, it has a hollow trunk where legend says if you put your food in there, it will bring you good luck. B, it requires so much moisture that it kills any plants within a city block. Or C, over the years, it has eaten the park bench next to it, having grown around the bench. I feel like it'd be C. You think it'd be C? Believe it or not, Trinity, the answer is C. You got this correct. Congratulations. We have no prize for you other than I now get to tell you an embarrassing story that happened to me one time. All right. I, uh, I was, when I was moving into this home where I'm in now, which is in, like I said, in Columbus, Ohio, I was moving from a condo in Columbus. It was my first time driving a truck. I rented a 24 foot box truck. And when I, I went across town closer to here, picked up the truck, drove it back. And we had these like parking lots with privacy fences, these brick privacy fences. And I straight up Kool-Aid manned right through one of those fences with the truck, <laughs> cut the corner, knocked the bricks down everywhere. It almost fell on one of the cars in the parking lot, but it didn't. And uh, completely bent up the side of the truck and believe it or not, somehow got away with all of it. Uh, I did tell the guy that was like the handyman at the condo. He had that brick wall back up the next week. Never charged me anything. The, the truck company, I didn't say anything to them. They never charged me anything. So I was super embarrassed because I had all my friends sitting there waiting to help me move. And they're pointing to the back of the truck as I'm driving it like, oh, I'm coming to come, you know, grab my stuff. And they're just like, no, whoa. So, <laughs> so they called me the Kool-Aid man for a little bit after that. But uh, there you go. There's your embarrassing story, Trinity. Well, um, can I get the name of your podcast? Absolutely, you can. The podcast is called The Internet Says It's True. Okay. The, the Internet, Internet Says, says it's, it's True. So every Monday I come out with a, with a episode about something from history that sounds like I made it up, but it's really true. And this week what? the story is about a tree in Georgia that owns itself. So that's what the whole episode is about. So all of our trivia questions to random strangers today are about trees and plants and things. So. That's freaking awesome. So you'll hear that next Monday, and you'll hear yourself uh, getting that question, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for playing the game, Trinity. Thank you. Have a great one. All right. We'll see you later. Hey there. Hey, what's going on? Good. How are you? Good. I'm in Ohio. How about you? I'm in California. California. I have a trivia question about California for my podcast. Do you want to play? Sure. Fantastic. What's your first name? Luke. Luke in California. What part of California are you in? NorCal. North California. Uh, I'm in central Ohio. The name of the podcast is called The Internet Says It's True. And what I do is every week I pick a topic from history. Sounds like I made it up. Uh, And this week's story was about a tree. So these are all tree-based questions. So uh, here's your question. And we're going to play for a favorite quote. So if you get it wrong, you've got to tell me a favorite quote of yours. If you get it right, I'll tell you one of mine. There is a city in California that's named after one particular tree that exists there. Now, this isn't a species of tree, but one actual tree that has a name. Uh, they named in it in NorCal? In California, not in NorCal, but in just oh, California in general. Sure. So, all of California. Okay. Um, and, and this is multiple choice. 
So, one of these cities is named after one particular tree. Which one of these is it? Is it A, Palo Alto, B, Los Angeles, or C, Fresno? I'm going to have to eliminate Los Angeles, so it's not Los Angeles. Okay. And you said Fresno and what? Uh, Palo Alto. Palo Alto. I'm going to have to go with Fresno. The answer, it's Palo Alto. So, I will say this was a bit of a trick question because... Uh, Fresno was named after trees, but not one particular tree. Fresno is a Spanish word for ash trees. So there you go. Um, Los Angeles was named for its original longer name, which translated into the town of Our Lady of the Queen of the Angels. But Palo Alto is the name of one tree. The name of that tree is El Palo Alto, and it's a historical landmark, 110 feet tall, 1,083 years old, and it's still there. So the tree that they gotcha. named Palo Alto after is literally still in Palo Alto. And it's a tree named Palo Alto. Gotcha. Some awesome uh, trivia for you if you ever, you know, get down there. So, yeah. Um, so do you have a... Oh, he doesn't have a quote. He, did, he, did, he left um, without, without doing a quote. So since that was our last guest. Um, hey, we got a random stranger on here. Do you have a, a famous quote or a favorite quote that you live by? The line between being a genius and being insane is a very thin line. I love it. And do you know who said that? Albert Einstein. That is all for this week. Thank you so much to all those strangers that we just met. All my new friends from all over the place. Here's a, uh, I don't know, here's something, something, blah, blah, blah about trees and some British kid. Okay. Thank you for listening to The Internet Says It's True. To listen to episodes ad-free and a week early, support us on Patreon. You can do that at patreon.com forward slash Michael Kent. If you learned something just now that you didn't already know, go to the Apple Podcast app and leave us a review with five stars and a few words. That helps us a ton because that's how the algorithm works. I don't know what an algorithm is, but just do it. See you next week for a brand new episode of The Internet Says It's True. The Internet Says It's True. would like to thank the Patreon subscribers whose monthly contributions help to make the show possible. Sean Brown, Denny Corby, Joshua Endress, Dallas Ray, Bryce Swanson, Eugene Anderson, Jim and Joanne Martin, Mitch and Andrew Joseph Kemplin, and the show's official Emperor Kick Track. The show is written and produced by me, Michael Ken. Theme song is by Finite Music Forge. All audio clips in this episode are used for education and commentary and used under Fair Use Title 17 U.S.C. Section 107. You can listen to past episodes by searching for The Internet Says It's True wherever you get your podcasts, and you can see bonus content at patreon.com slash Michael Kent. The Internet Says It's True is part of the WCBE podcast experience.